Okay, here we are, sitting down recording the first official episode of the podcast with my very first guest, who I'm about to introduce. So please give a warm welcome to Gracie Knight! Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be here as Bryce's first guest. Kind of nervous, but super excited he asked me to be the first guest. feel very honored to have that title as the first guest on Bryce Bateman's podcast. Oh so my here gosh. we are. Gracie, like, how else could I have started the podcast off? Because you were like the very first person I told about me wanting to do this, and you was you were supportive from the very beginning, and look at us now. We're when at- did you officially tell me? Um, well, you know, I had the idea, quarantine, uh-huh. and then I never told anybody because I was like, that's so weird. Who would want to listen to me talk <laughs> on a podcast? And then this past Christmas break is when I was like, okay, I'm for sure doing it. I'm telling Gracie I'm doing it. Didn't know what I was going to talk about or anything, but I remember I told you and you were like supportive and helped me conjure up the idea. Conjure. What a weird word to use. So you had the idea for the podcast for over a year, and you didn't tell me until this past Christmas break. Yeah. I was like, who would want to hear me talk about (laughs) anything? But you went for it, though. You took the leap of faith, and that's awesome. I did. Remember, I came to your house, and we had, like, the... The planning party. The planning party. The planning party. Yes. Yes. There were... Papers all over the kitchen counter. You were writing down everything. I didn't write down anything. I literally just talked the whole time. So you talked the entire time, (laughs) like you said. And I remember I was writing down graphs and bullet points and everything. And it was color-coded. And you just talked the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Well, we put a... I mean, that was really what I would call the brainstorm. That was. That was, like, the first official let me sit down, spit out my ideas, and just see... If this is even possible, and the whole time you're like, oh, it's possible. It's going to happen. Now, yeah. how it's going to happen, the world may never know, but it's going to happen. Okay, so now that we've got the introduction down, I decided that since I'm going to be sitting down with all my friends, I wanted to start off by asking a question. And I think the question I chose to ask everybody is appropriate. So any of you that are a guest, you'd be thinking about your answer. I hope you've been thinking about your answer, Gracie. Yeah, you sprung this one on me last minute. Everyone else is going to have ample time to think about this. So I'm just really pulling it out. It's okay. So my question is, who is your biggest role model in life and why? Okay, so it's a good question, but I also feel like it's such a hard question. It is a hard question. Because I think your role models really change the older you get. Because mm-hmm. when you're a little kid, you're, your role model is Superman or yeah. something like that. I mean, my role model wasn't Superman. So yeah. when I was a little kid, probably up until I was maybe 17. <laughs> you know, not that <laughs> long ago. Still a little kid. My role model was Reed Drummond from the Pioneer Woman Cooks on Fit <laughs> Network. <laughs> So I would get up every Sunday morning before we went to church and I would sit in our living room and watch episodes of the Pioneer Woman Cooks. And I thought she was awesome. The way she made chocolate chip cookies, perfection. And Her flaming red hair, she was amazing. And side note, I don't know if that's the person who taught Gracie how to cook her chocolate chip cookies, but Gracie Knight's chocolate chip cookies are... 
I want them every year for my birthday present from Gracie. <laughs> and the last three years, I'm pretty sure I've gotten a fresh batch of chocolate chip cookies, and they will literally change your life. Yep. So, I think I put them in a tin and brought them to you at Guapos. You did. Yeah. You did. Okay. So, so up, sorry, that was... up until that point, it was redrummed. I would think, I want to have my own show on Food Network, blah, 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 blah. I want to live on a ranch, you know. Yeah. But up until recently, it was redrummed. And I would say, like I was saying earlier, as you get older, I feel like everyone's role model kind of changes. Mm-hmm. And now, I would definitely say my role models are my parents. Yeah. Because as I'm going through college and experiencing new and difficult things, for the first time, they've been such a good guidance support for system. Me. Yeah. Yes. And you do have like the best parents. Oh, I love my parents so much. Your mom and dad, awesome people. That I they let me and you have the planning part. They like they believe in our dreams even when they're probably like thinking of us like. Oh my gosh. I think they're really the type of people who will let you fall down and scrape your knee, but they're there to give you a band-aid when you get back up. Yes. And they probably saw us falling down, scraping our knee from a mile away, but they're like, you know what? They got to learn for themselves. Yep. But they're going to be there with the band-aid to let us know, hey, it's okay. Everybody falls and scrapes their knee. Oh, yeah. My mom will definitely be there with the antiseptic, too. Like, please don't get it infected. (laughs) (laughs) Trishy, my queen. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Gracie, do you want to, like, kind of tell everyone how we became friends? Sure. Okay. So, I was an awkward little eighth grader who finished eighth grade and was moving schools and starting high school in a brand new school, which is ASC, where me and Bryce both graduated from. And... I was nervous. I don't remember if I met you on the first day of school, but I definitely met you at some point in August. We had crossed paths because me and Brooklyn were on the cheer team. Yes. So my, I don't ever, I don't know if this is like officially where we first met, but I'll never forget my first impression or like my, I remember the first time I ever remember like talking to you. Yeah. So I worked at the snowball stand in Liberty. Shout out Snowdog Cabana. Um, and I remember Gracie came up to the window and I took her order and she ordered what I thought was the most weird snowball flavor in the world. <laughs> a small, I literally remember the size, a small pink lemon sour with cream. And I was like, who in the heck orders <laughs> a sour snowball with cream? So you left. And I was like, Miss Diane, I've got to try it. So I made my little sample cup, put a little cream on it, and it was, like, delicious. And after that, I was like, you know what, Miss Diane? I'm going to be friends with that girl. Don't really know her, but if she just invented this weird combination that is actually so good, I'm going to be friends with her. And it's funny. I still get weird looks at snowball stands when I go up and order Stuff like that. And I never thought it was weird. I thought everybody got cream on their pink lemonade or sour snowballs. Like the other day, I went, I got, I think, two sour flavors with cream and nerds on it. It was pretty good. Nerds? Yes. They serve nerds on the snowballs in Starkville. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's funny. But I do remember, I had finished... I, it was either cheer or basketball practice, and I went up to the window, and I immediately thought, I recognize this person. I know who this is. I, I know his name is Bryce. Yeah. But and I know he goes to school with me. Yeah. 
So I don't remember what we talked about as we chit-chatted at the window, mm-hmm. but I think that was our first official encounter. Official, official interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you came, what year did you come to ISU? I think it was fall was it of 2016. I think it was fall of 2016. So summer 2017, so after your ninth grade year, after my 10th grade year, mm-hmm. me and Gracie, this is like a pivotal moment in our friendship. Like, I, I uh, what did I just, what, <laughs> what noise did I just make? It's okay. Um, Like, I told Gracie before we were recording, like, I really think me and her would have always been friends just because, you know, we're the same person. But this moment in our friendship really brought us together because I got to know her on a better level and her mom on a better level. And it's when we went to Haiti together on a mission trip. That was crazy. I remember I was excited you were going on the trip because it was going to be somebody my age that I was new and that yeah. I was friends with, yeah. but we weren't really super close. Mm-mm. But I think... Like, we were always... Like, I feel like we always spoke to each other at school, uh-huh. blah, 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 but, like, we'd never had that moment when I could be like, yeah, I consider Gracie, like, a good friend, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and that's so weird saying that now because I could never not imagine thinking you have a I good know. friend. But, yeah, I think just us spending a week there was that was really the glue that pulled us together because i mean you had all of the older people who were on the trip that hung out with each other and then there was me bryce and cameron who's who's cameron gonna be a guest on the podcast yes he's my next guest so so cameron that you're gonna hear next all of us were in haiti together in a third world country and oh my gosh i remember the first night we are the van or whatever that was bringing us mm-hmm. broke down in a thunderstorm in a thunderstorm there in was the, lightning cracking across in the, the middle of haiti where i'm like yeah we're about to die we all had to get out and <laughs> so this thing i don't remember if they pushed it or if we had to get out so they could just drive it i don't remember but we were outside of the dang van mm-hmm. in a middle in the middle of a thunderstorm and i remember getting to like our room or whatever and I had barely cell phone service. I don't even remember how I had service, but I called my mama and she answered and I was like, Hey mom and she was like, What's wrong? And I just started crying. And I'm not like I'm not one of those people that was afraid of staying away from my mama, but like I was like, if I survive this week in Haiti, it will be a miracle and then it ended up being like one of the best weeks of my life. Yeah. And I think it was so cool for us to experience that change of scenery and see people who live such a different way than we do. And we saw it together. And just being able to like, we, I know we did the, what was it? They had Bible school and (laughs) we, stop. I know what you're laughing at and I'm trying to be serious here for a moment. Like, just being able to plant the seeds in the people of Haiti. Like, I remember I said this. Like, I always thought going to Haiti was I was going to change people. But they the people us. of Haiti changed us. Like, their joy, like, is unlike any other joy that you've yeah. ever seen. They and have like, no joy in material things no. the way that we do. Yes. Like, we... 
I don't know. It was just something about seeing, like, you know, who cares about all this crap that we have? Like, if you have Jesus and you have food to eat sometimes, you know, like, enough to keep you alive, like, you should be joyful all the time. If you have a church you should go, you can go to, you should be joyful all the time. Yeah. And I remember getting up there, putting on our Adam and Eve skit. Yes, so we were doing Bible school for, I would say they were teenagers, so people who were definitely the same age as us at the time. And Stop. I want to say that they liked us, they thought we were cool, <laughs> until we had to do a skit for Adam and Eve. So they had a recording playing that was the story in Genesis of Adam and Eve, and it was in Creole, the yeah. Haitian language, yeah. correct? Isn't it Creole? Yeah, Haitian yeah. Creole. I don't, I don't even remember. Yes, it uh, uh, Something like that. I remember the song. <laughs> Jesse Bam Bam. Yeah. And so they were playing the story and we were reenacting it as Adam and Eve. And it said something about plowing, plowing the, the fields. fields. And both of us pretended like we had a shovel and we were <laughs> plowing, plowing the fields. fields. And all of them started laughing at us, like falling out of the pews, belly laughing. Like we didn't know how to plow fields. I mean... <laughs> We really don't, but we were giving it our best reenactment. Yeah, so that was, I mean, I guess our first public embarrassment that we had to shake off. And yeah. then it got to the point where Eve bit the fruit and then Adam <laughs> bit. So we had a little, an apple and I took a bite and you take, sad. took a bite. And then everyone was so excited that we had reenacted it. So all of the other kids that were in there took turns reenacting it. And they bit off, do you remember they bit off the same fruit me and you? Yeah. So we ended up eating the whole apple. Yeah. We shared it with the little Haitians. And then me and Gracie, like, this is probably illegal to say, but like if I could kidnap Udina, I would have and I would have have taken her home with me and just kept her forever because... She was such a sweet sweetest little girl. Sweetest little girl. And Cameron was friends with her little brother, Utzu. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Haiti was such a... Haiti was... I always was like, I want to do missions. Like, that's what I'm called to do. And after I went to Haiti, I'm super glad I went. It was, like, seriously one of the most humbling experience of my experiences of my life because, like I said, I thought I was going to change people when in reality they completely changed me but you have to have a special special heart and calling to do overseas missions and I just applaud and I'm so grateful for anybody that does that because I was only there for seven days and it takes a resilience to do that it's like I I don't know how people do it I'm so grateful they do it but it is it's very humbling Mm mm-hmm um, so yeah, that's our Haiti story. That I miss it sometimes. Like, I don't know. I sometimes kinda, pictures pop up yeah. of us, and I think we look so different because you know. have braces. Oh my gosh, and I smiled. I remember the first day I smiled, and all of them put their hands in my mouth. Because they like, had never seen they braces. They never seen braces, and I was like, yeah, they're dirty little fingers in my mouth. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So that was summer 2017. So I was going into my junior year. You were going into your sophomore year. And 
I think you joined the yearbook staff your ninth grade year. I think you started coming in there, but Mm -hmm. since we went to Haiti together and after that, we really just got close and like we were sitting close to each other on the plane ride home yeah laughing like we've been best friends for forever after yeah. that one week. oh i'll never forget on the plane ride home you laughed <laughs> and i mean your cackle came out and i swear it echoed the whole plane you're like <laughs> you let out your big old cackle and cameron was egging it on i know on. cameron was egging it on and oh my gosh i was like this is literally like this is going to be one of those moments that i never forget <laughs> And we haven't forgot it yet, so... No, no. So, you joined the yearbook staff, and after the Haiti trip, me and you just, like, became close. Like, I remember in yearbook, we would always sit, sit by each other, and we would, like, go through the pictures laughing at people, and just, and just like, the random snapshots we had. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that... I'm grateful for that moment, too, because... Those moments, because we spent every day together... Yeah, that one hour every That day. one hour every day, and, like, we would talk. We would just got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then next year was my senior year, and do you remember what we did at the beginning of my senior year? I don't remember the... I know it was in September, but you and I went to New Orleans with others, and we got to see the... Reputation Stadium Tour live in concert performed by none other than Taylor Swift. <sighs> Whenever you said, do you remember what we did? I automatically thought, we went to get your tattoo. But That was end. That was end of the year. That was the end of the year. But yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, I, I forgot about that moment. Yeah, we, yeah. I went, and we need to get your tattoo. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, we went to New Orleans to go see Taylor Swift. Yes. And I think I, I'd i always been kind of a Taylor Swift fan. I remember sitting in the back of my dad's truck whenever he picked me up from a sports practice or something, and he'd have the radio on. And, you know, Love Story would be blaring. Mm-hmm. And I would look out the window and, you know, Just like, Love Story. I would be singing and everything. Yeah. But, I don't know, I didn't really have an iPod or anything that I put a lot of music mm-hmm. onto whenever I was younger. So I wasn't super into Taylor Swift, but as I got older and then I met you and then that was something that we talked about all the time. Yeah. I suddenly became a Taylor Swift fan, a yeah. Swifty, so as to say. Yeah. So I would uh anytime a new album would come out, me and Bryce would get together and analyze all of the lyrics. Even after the albums have been out, we've sat down and we're like reading lyrics like, okay, this connects here, this connects there. Like, this is about this ex-boyfriend. This is about this moment in her life. Like, we're, yeah, we're kind of psychotic when it comes to (laughs) T-Swizzle. But we really bonded over reputation because we were like, it was something she'd never done before. Like, it was her literally revamping who she was. And we went to the concert together and I remember after that, we're like, okay, here we're making a pack. Anytime Taylor Swift comes close, we're going to see her. Mm-hmm. Now she hasn't came. She hasn't come close again, but I mean, if she does, we're going. We're to going see to see her. And that was the beginning of my senior year, and the love of T Swizzle grows on and on. It gets deeper and deeper every day. I mean, today, for example, how iconic that we're recording the very first episode of the podcast, and today about. 
Four hours ago, Taylor Swift received her honorary doctorate degree from NYU. So let's take a moment. Congratulations, Dr. Taylor Swift. Very proud of you. I wonder, is is she going to hang the diploma in her house? If she don't, I'm going to be kind of ticked off. Like, that's, I would say that's kind of up there with her Grammys, you know? Yeah. An honorary doctorate degree? Yeah. So, is her honorary doctorate degree, is it in fine arts or music? Fine Fine arts. arts. Well, that fits. It does fit. Yeah. She's fine, and she's, she's an good artist. <laughs> she's fine arts. Fine arts, baby. Um, but, yeah, so that was the beginning of senior year. Then we went through senior year, did all that fun stuff together. Then end of it, I remember you and a bunch of others went with me, and I got my very first tattoo that says, look up. And then we went to Chick-fil-A, too, didn't we? Yes, and do you remember what happened that night? No. We got home and Taylor Swift released me. And that's when we watched the music video. We sat outside on the curb in front of your house. (laughs) And didn't we have a speaker? We had a speaker and we had my laptop set set up and we watched the music video and then we and me and I remember me and you acted like we just loved that song. And then when everybody left, me and Gracie were like, Taylor. Okay, what I don't, is I don't this? Hate the song, but I, I don't, was like, you know, we went I from reputation. reputation, and then it was. I promise that you never find it. <laughs> I was just like, like what the world? What but the then world. she released the whole album of Lover. It, yes, she, it, Cruel Summer, Cornelia Street. And I Come was on. like, a redemption story. Redemption. Here it is. Here we go. You redeemed yourself. So that was senior year, and then I graduated. And then... Well, your whole senior year, you were yearbook editor. I was yearbook editor. We worked on the yearbook in Miss Lauren's classroom, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. And that really made me and you close because mm-hmm. we were... It was just me, you, and Miss Lauren and Miss Marcy working on the yearbook. And Bree, she would help work on the yearbook yeah. with us. And we... Were there? Well, I mean, we were already in your book every hour the year before, the years before. But like, I don't know. It was something about getting the new yearbook sponsor, moving classrooms, and it just being like just yeah. and a the small, yearbook totally changed. Totally, completely changed. We called it reputation because <laughs> we completely changed how our yearbooks looked for the better. Yeah, I think they look awesome now. Yeah, or and, your yearbook looked awesome, and then. The next year, after you left, we were one man down. It was just me and Bree on the yearbook staff. And, and that was when COVID hit. I was hit. just about to say that. That was when COVID hit. So yeah. we spent every day, maybe not every day, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but we spent hours at Miss Lauren's house, and it was just me and Bree. And, you know, and Miss Lauren's baby. She had Henry running, running Henry. around. <laughs> and we would just sit there for hours and work on the yearbook. Just me and Marie. Yeah. And so we did, we did the whole thing. Y'all did the dang thing. The whole yearbook. <laughs> and so that your senior year was when COVID hit. And y'all got sent home and had a terrible second semester. But after y'all graduated, then... What was I about to say? Oh, that, um, that July, we wake up one morning... And this whole podcast is going to be about freaking Taylor Swift. People are going to be like, 
Do they do anything else but talk? I'm never listening to this podcast again because all they talk about is Taylor Swift. (laughs) But look, me and Gracie, y'all better be glad we're getting this one out of the way because this is who me and Gracie are. We're Swifties, man. I don't think any other uh, guest is going to, we probably won't even talk about Taylor Swift. But we're just, so we're getting it all out in the open after the first one. We're exposing ourselves. Yeah. And we're unashamed and proud. Um, but we listened, we woke up to an announcement that Taylor Swift was releasing, releasing a surprise album. She, I, uh, I woke up to the announcement that morning and the album was there by that night. So I go into full chefy mode and I'm like, we have to have food to go along with this. Oh my gosh, it's an oh. al- we, have, we, we, we just got an uh, album in 2019, now it's 2020, we're getting a surprise album. Oh my gosh! I so I made a ton of like I think it was white chocolate chip cookies and chocolate chip and chocolate chip I made an apple crisp because okay so the album very much gave fall time vibes it was called folklore how she was dressed was very fall time it's July we're like what the crap are you doing, Taylor? What is this going to sound like? Is it going to be a rock album? I thought it was going to be a rock album, but it turned out to be a folk album, and the lyrics will change your life. Yeah. So I was making an apple crisp because I thought, oh, flannel, you know. Flannel fall. So All we, the things. Yeah, we go outside, and we make a bonfire, and we didn't even sit by the bonfire. Then we went into a tree house. And with, uh, it was we sparkling. Had, we had sparkling grape juice. We had sparkling grape juice, and we sat and listened to that whole thing. And we, like we said, we plotted all the lyrics. So by the end of it, we were like, okay, here's the love triangle, and yep. this is this, and this is this. Yeah, and this is about this and this is about that and oh my gosh could this one be about Harry Styles I think it's about Harry Styles the one he was the one Taylor what are you doing it was <laughs> it was it was something it was really fun and then 2020 is when you started college and you moved college. away from me so yeah I want you I was gonna tell you I want you to kind of like talk about your college experience and how you know different it was from leaving and going to Starkville and yeah. how much it means to you now coming back home and getting to reunite with me and like any <laughs> other el- anybody else like how it makes it make I feel like it makes our friendship more special like mm-hmm. me and you cannot see each other for months at a time but then when we get together it's literally right where we left off Absolutely. like there's no no having to catch up. It's right where we yeah. left off. And if we're catching up, it's at Guapo's. So. Yes, it's at Guapo's over chips and salsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I graduated during quarantine, basically. And so I started my fall semester as a freshman who didn't know anything <laughs> at Mississippi State. And I was majoring in engineering. That changed quickly after I realized I did not want to do that after we had, we had like a first year experience class where we had people who had graduated as that type of engineer come in and tell us what their day-to-day was like. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling my mom and saying, I don't want to do this. I've got to change my major. I don't ever want to end up like these people. I mean, nothing wrong with engineers or anything, yeah. but that was definitely not for me. <clears throat> Sorry, Cam. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron. I know you're an engineer, but it was not for me. So I was thrown into the water with that one. And then there was the whole, I mean, it was like a COVID semester. There was no social events. We were wearing masks to everything. I did get to rush. I rushed Tridel. D-Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I met some of my best college friends through that. But, I mean, the first whole year, I would say, at Mississippi State was pretty difficult. Because, I mean, I feel like here at home, things kind of relapsed more quickly to where we got rid of the masks sooner. We got rid of more regulations. Up until a couple months ago, we had to wear masks into class every single day. So... I would say the first semester was pretty difficult, and regardless of the whole COVID aspect mm-hmm. of it, it was just going from such a small town to a big university. Yeah. Because I had these friends that I had been friends with for years and years, like you, and mm-hmm. then suddenly I was thrown out of the water. I didn't know a single person there. I had to go make new friends. I mean, I had just gotten out of a relationship, too, so that was kind of difficult mm-hmm. but now I feel like things just keep getting better like me and my roommate from this past year were just texting last night on the phone like we're so excited for junior year yeah we just feel like things keep getting better and better so yeah. I mean to anybody who's listening and is planning on going to college this fall I would say you know it's it might be hard but stay excited mm-hmm. because that, everything it just it for me it keeps looking up so i mean i hope i hope it's like that for you too and that's like you know i just went to southwest and love southwest best place ever once i graduate there i'll literally have been there 5 years but even just going to southwest like everyone acts like southwest is the 13th grade and it's really not like i remember going into class some classes I didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. and I made some of the best friends of my life at college, and it's really, it's a different kind of friendship, like... Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like there's obligations with the college friendship, but there's not as much pressure. Pressure. Tip the word out my mouth. There's not as much pressure, because I feel like with sometimes the friends that you've had forever, if you tell them that you're busy or you can't hang out... There's pressure on you. Yeah. But if you tell your college friends... It's like, well, what are you doing? Who are you hanging out with? Exactly. Why aren't you hanging out with me? Exactly. But if you tell them that, they say, okay, cool. You know, you tell them you're going to hang out with these people and then you've got to go study, so you can't tonight. They're like, okay, cool. Text me when you're done. Yeah. Or at least the friends that I have found. No, that's exactly like... That's... I don't know. I was so used to the same thing coming from ASC. And there's nothing wrong with the same thing. Like, I'm still friends with my best friend who I was friends with all throughout high school, still friends with her to this day, and super grateful for that friendship. But once we got out into the real world, as you say, like, she and I both, we didn't go our separate ways, but we both made new friend groups, and Mm -hmm. we realized, like, there's more than just what has always been. Exactly. And it it has definitely made mine and her friendship stronger now. And... You going off to start for like, I don't know where I'm even trying to go with this. Like, me, yes, me and you were friends in high school, but I feel like I feel like if you would have came to Southwest or you would have stayed around here or something like, we wouldn't have been as good friends as mm-mm. we were. I don't know what it was, but something about I would say our friendship. Not going to say we thrive on separation, but we do it well. Yes, and we do. It's like when we get back together is like. Home, like I know all the time spent apart, we're all like, we're always like, I miss you, I want to hang out. But like, once we finally get together, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so glad that we're having this right now. Yeah, and it's never 
something that you're like nervous for. I'm always excited, and then when we finally hang out, it's like a sweet relief. Like yes. I'm here with my friend again. Yes. And I don't know. That's like the beauty of best people in life are free. Like yeah, it really you're one is. of the best people in my life. Like every guest that I'm having on is one of the best people in my life. There's so many others, but like it's just I don't know. It's something about it's something about the people that you love and that you care about and just being together just makes me all I know fluttery inside and then kind of with the title where you say the best people in life are free I was thinking about the other day I'm like yes the best people in your life are free you don't have to pay for them you don't have to be a specific way for them you don't have to impress them with materialistic things kind of like that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. with Haiti but they're also not free in the way that you have to put work into your relationships. Mm-hmm. Because if a friendship is completely one-sided, one-sided. then it's, I mean, yeah, it, it can't get, be free. you got to put in a little bit of effort. Yeah, and that's like, that's, I don't want to say a fun part of friendship, but... It's like, what are you, okay, I wish y'all could, I wish we were videoing this right now. She just put on a sleeve of some. what is that? I think it was from Callie's Halloween costume. <laughs> it, it looks, uh, Princess Belle. Literally in the middle, it's giving Belle. It's, it's giving Belle. I think it's Belle. Okay, <laughs> I so. was in the middle of my deep conversation <laughs> and sorry, she puts I'm on sorry. the yellow Belle sleeve. But what I was saying, like, it, I'm not saying that working toward a friendship is the most fun part, but like. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like, I'm just, I love bettering a friendship, you know, like yeah. doing stuff that, doing stuff together that, I mean, not doing stuff together that's uncomfortable, but you know, like having the difficult conversations, you don't want to have them, but they are so beneficial for your friendship. So like, that's not free, but it allows it to become freeing like you don't exactly. ha- if that makes any sense like I see what you're saying. it's so liberating once you have those conversations that suck to have sometimes or you go through a trial with a friend that sucks to go through like my mom was gonna kill me that I'm saying sucks because she like <laughs> hates that word but like it's true like it's liberating and it's like it makes the friendship feel free yes and even though it's not even though you've had to work to allow yourself to do that it is very freeing. Is freeing a word? Yeah. It's very, it's very freeing and liberating and well worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. So I think then once you reach that point, you feel like your friendship is free with that person because you can be completely yourself around them. You can be free around them. You yes. don't have to act a certain way or anything like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like... I don't know. I was so nervous to not even like I was nervous to do the podcast and I was nervous because like I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I found out what I was going to do. And I'm like, I really like that idea. And I think people like I think people will like this. Like they're not if anybody listens this far into it, like, no, you're not. We're not sitting down discussing one specific thing. We're not sitting down discussing like how to do this, how what not to do during a friendship, what to do. We're literally just sitting down talking about our friendship and showing you like the best people in your life. Sit down with them, talk to them, be stupid with them. I mean, don't do stupid things, but like let yourself 
be free with them. Like, it's okay, yeah. you know? Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad I said yes to doing this. I'm glad, like, we are doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it also kind of gives you an outlet to stay in contact. Yeah. Or keep catching up with the friends that you have. Because, I mean, you're going to call them ahead of time, say, hey, you're going to be on the podcast. And mm-hmm. then you start talking about it. So that even builds what friendship you have more. Yes. And it, like... I feel like so many people, like, people aren't going to know all the stuff we, I mean, we can never name all the stuff we've done together throughout our friendship, but, like, people aren't going to know these stories, and, like, it's just fun, like, letting people hear, like, the fun times we've had together and how it's built us as people and individuals, but also how it's built us and built our friendship together, Mm -hmm. because it really has, like, Each moment in our friendship that we've talked about, if we wouldn't have done that, I don't think we would be sitting down right here talking Mm-mm. on the podcast because it made us who we are and it, you know. Just- and it is cool to just sit here and reflect and think about all the things we have done because you can almost trace everything that happens where we are now. Yeah. You know, kind of a butterfly effect thing. It's so true. And it, like, I didn't even mean to go through a timeline. But it kind of just worked It kind of just flowed into the timeline of, like, stuff we've done. And there's so many other things. Like, I mean, we did have this a little planned out. I mean, we had, like... We were so nervous. I was like, okay, we got to type up before topics to discuss. But it wasn't... We had, like, two bullet points. Yeah. Intro, talk... And it was literally snow cone stand. That was all we had. Like, we didn't... The rest of this, we're just winging. So, my intro episode, I literally had a piece of paper with every word I was saying. I have nothing in front of me but my notes app that literally the first bullet point is, who is your biggest role model in life and why <laughs> second bullet point is topics to discuss and it literally just puts a bunch of topics down that we we can't i mean i guess we could kind of hit some of them but i think right now this is very unscripted to this, anyone who's listening oh my gosh i never thought it would get to like oh yes it's very freeing that's why the name of the podcast is the best people in life are free I mean, but it, kinda, it, it works it, it works. works it worked See, God is good. Like, he knew that I did not know what the freak I was going to say and look at us now. Oh, my gosh. Here we are. Are we about to? Oh, hold on. I know there's one thing I want to say. Okay. So this podcast is going to come out on May 20th, which is Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'm choosing that date because you know what else comes out Friday, May 20th? Harry's house. Harry's house. Oh, so during quarantine, me and Bryce were at my house one day, and we're both the type of people who, if we see a chance or an opportunity to go somewhere or go do something, we automatically say yes. If anyone, Even if we're broke, as a joke, and I have 58 cents in my bank account, I'm like, we're going. We're going. Yeah, no so one day we're sitting here, and... Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're keeping that in. We're keeping that in. Okay, help me out. We're being interrupted. Take the dog. Indy, don't bark. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was almost perfect. We'll be right back after this break. We're almost done. Oh my gosh, we're keeping that in. We thought we had the perfect audio setup upstairs in this playroom and we just got jumped by 
my sister, cousin, and our dog. Anyway, I was saying, we were at my house one day during quarantine, quarantine and we saw that Harry Styles was touring, and we immediately bought tickets. No didn't question. Think, didn't think. We literally just bought them. And they were for, like, in Miami. <laughs> literally in Miami? How are we going to get to Miami? Didn't buy, a plane t- didn't buy a plane ticket, didn't buy anything else. We just bought the concert tickets. We ended up not being able to go, but super pumped for Friday because he is releasing the next album after Fine Line. Yes, yeah, so we're... I don't know. I feel like everything has led up to... Like, stuff this week, like, today we're recording the day Taylor Swift got her honorary doctorate. Friday I'm releasing it when Harry Styles is releasing this album. Like, it's... If you know me and Gracie, it's a very Bryson Gracie moment that all this is happening. Yeah. Like, it's very... It's, I don't want to say coincidental, but interesting. <laughs> interesting timing. It is interesting timing. Timing everything. <laughs> um, so <laughs> oh my gosh. If you know, you know. Um, so the last thing I'm going to talk about, or say, we kind of discussed that we were going to talk about it before, but Grayson. Yes. Who? What did I, What was the question I was going to ask? My dream guest? Yes. You said, who would your dream guest be on the podcast? Yes. So who would you, who would you, who would you want to see me sit down with on the podcast and have a conversation with? Hmm. Okay. Unrealistically, Taylor Swift. Because you always tell me that you have dreams that you finally meet Taylor Swift and you're talking to her and you're so excited and you wake up and every time you want to cry because you're so disappointed. So obviously I would want your dream guest to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> Unrealistically. Realistically, who would I want your dream guest to be? Kind of just sprung the question on her. I don't know who I would even want my realistically dream guest to be. I mean, I would love for LD to be on here. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the best people in my life. So, (laughs) LD, if you're listening, join the pod, please. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say that would be my dream guest for you. Yeah. And, like, I've never even said this. I don't think I've even told you. But, like, I want this to grow like, not in fame or anything. Like, I don't want to become famous because of this podcast or anything. But I want it to grow to, like, where I'm not just talking to my friends. Where I'm just talking to, you know, people in my life that have influenced me in a certain way. Like, you don't have to be friends with someone for them to be a best person in your life. You know, like, anybody that's influenced you and made you who you are. Like, I feel like they're, somehow in your life, they're, you know, a best people, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to see what comes from... The continued episodes and everything, yes. yes. I'm excited to listen to the rest of them. I mean, I'm kind of nervous to actually listen to this one and hear my voice replay. Oh my gosh, we probably sound like fried cornbread. Fried cornbread. Hush puppy. <laughs> yay, yay! We graduated from ASC! <laughs> oh no, we can't put ASC down like that. No, I love it. Love it. My school. Forever and always. But, you know, you always hate your voice whenever you hear it yes. on the video. So and you would think by now... myself talk for you this would, long. You would think by now I would realize that stuff you post on the internet, don't go away. And <laughs> here we go. We're about to post this for the world to hear. Well, it's not going to be on YouTube. 
Funny Grace. Okay, so to close things off, I'm never talking to Grace not again. Oh, no. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, but yeah, so we're almost done. We are done, I guess. We are. I mean, I think we hit high points that we have planned out and everything, yes. and kind of got into different conversations. Yes, like if you, if anybody has listened this far, thank you because this is the most scattered episode. Probably that will be out of all of them because it's me and Gracie and we're so all over the place. But it might be also the most real episode because literally nothing was planned except like we had topics written down. But most of this was unscripted and I never thought we would even talk about. And I don't know. I'm just. And it's okay. That's kind of the beauty of it because this is your first episode. You're learning and you put yourself out there. Yeah. So like not saying this one's not good, but. I imagine I'm getting better and growing into something more than Yeah, this. I get what you're saying. You know, like, I love this. This has been great. Mm-hmm. This is literally, like, I wouldn't have imagined a more perfect first episode. Oh. And I just want to thank you for being the first guest. And I cannot believe I'm about to stop recording the oh. first Thank you so much for letting me be your first guest. It was so fun to sit here and talk to you. For this long, and now I guess we're about to stop it and then <laughs> cringe as we re-listen and then just put it out there because that's what we're gonna do. Yep. Okay. Thank y'all so much for listening to the first official episode of Best People in Life Are Free. This has been really fun, really nerve-wracking, and I'm so excited to see how this grows from here. And oh my gosh! Bye, y'all. Thank y'all so much. <laughs>